Welcome, beautiful souls. You are tuned in to Love Human, Be Spirit. With us, I'm Amy, a 3-5 emotional manifester, right angle, cross of Eden. And I'm Monique, a 1-4 splenic projector, right angle cross of the vessel of love. And we'd love to invite you to join us while we talk all things human and spirit through the lens of human design. We'd like to offer you inspiration, information, and lived experiences while we're on this human ride together. So buckle up or don't, your choice. We're here to celebrate your uniqueness and our own and offer a perspective that allows us to lean into what makes us special what makes us human. So let's do it. Get ready to laugh, cry, and everything in between. And we plan to have a lot of fun along the way. Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to Love Human, Be Spirit with me, Monique, and my amazing co-host, Amy. Welcome. We are so happy to be here again and excited to chat with everyone. Yes, we are, as always, excited to talk about human design things. And today we want to talk about emotional authority. We're going to focus this whole episode on emotional authority. Uh, It is one of the authority types. It is about 50% of the population's authority type. Uh, I am a non-emotional myself and Amy is an emotional authority. So we get to have both perspectives, which is exciting, right? So exciting. And I am here to share that I have two of the four emotional waves. So I'm like, yeah, I really have them. And, you know, what's really powerful about this is, you know, like Monique said, it's 50% of the population is walking around with emotional authority, which guess what that means? The other half of us knows someone that has it. (laughs) Yeah. So we get to talk about both sides for me, you know, how it impacts my daily life. And for you, Monique, you know, how it affects it when you're around someone who does have it. So we get, we get the benefit of hearing the best of both worlds. Yeah. And uh, we both, I mean, I feel really passionate about having a whole episode dedicated to emotional authority, even though that isn't my uh, personal authority and my design. Uh, But learning that I was a non-emotional, in fact, for me was a big um, part of my growth with regard to my chart and my design. Because um, had you asked me prior to knowing human design, I would have for sure used emotional to describe myself to others as one of the first adjectives out of my mouth. I'm sure of it. And since learning design and learning that I'm a non-emotional, I mean, for me, it was a big game changer because it made me look at some of my um, previous actions and look at them and and start to observe them and wonder where that emotion came from and how it started. And I found that uh, it, it, they, a lot of choices I had made in my life, a lot of experiences that I had lived through and stayed in, I believe were, were me amplifying a defined emotionals, emotions and, and reacting you know, with that in my body, instead of where maybe I would have came from if I 
had been more cleared out of others' emotional energy. And that's something I didn't know anything about prior to design. So for me, understanding that from the other side was almost, I mean, just as big a game changer as learning my own authority, which is splenic, which is, you know, is almost the opposite, I feel like, of emotional authority. <laughs> kind of the opposite, yeah. And and I love that you shared that. And while we are not going to be like, super teachy or preachy, <laughs> you know, in our episodes, um, emotional is just one of the seven different authorities. Um, it happens to be the one that has the majority. And, um, while you Monique say that, you know, when we first learned about this, you would have said that you were emotional. I would have said the complete opposite and been like, Oh, hell no, I'm not. Matter of fact, I was like, we're going to need to double check that because, um, while, I would profess that I probably haven't allowed myself to feel a lot of my emotions in my life for a variety of different reasons. We don't have to cover them all today. I do see now that I have learned more about it where it has shown up and where I have used, you know, different things to stuff it down, one of which is food type of thing. But it was, I, I really was experiencing things emotionally and from the perspective of being around others that are non-emotional, I can't imagine the impact that you experienced because what we have learned is while I can be on a scale of one to 10, say a three with my emotions, you'll feel it at like 11 or a 10 or 11, right? It's quite seriously amplified. And so I think our intention for, you know, having the an episode, it, totally devoted to it is the impact that it creates both personally for me who does have emotional authority and like I said there are four different waves um, that people can experience and I happen to have two of them and um, when you have more than one it's often kind of shows up as your life purpose to share what you experience from you know a deep emotional perspective and that's what I'm here to do and one of the experiences I loved when we were together in Costa Rica in the at the retreat is you came in one night and you, you know, we could tell there was kind of a, a different vibe that we were experiencing in our room where usually we were full of giggles and fun and we were available for all of it, but you were feeling a little low. And so you kind of just asked me how I was feeling. And that's the gift. That's the gift that understanding these differences that are available allows us to be able to openly communicate and ask not um, accusatory questions, but just really open-hearted ones so that we can better understand ourselves and one another. And, and in that moment, you expressed that you were just curious where I might've been because your beautiful aura with it being open is more susceptible for the feelings of others. Right. Right. Yeah. And um, again, that's why I feel so strongly about really digging into emotional authority and what that means, not just for people with emotional authority, but for the other half of the population also. I also think it's interesting, you know, you can be almost all of the types with emotional authority. Reflectors are the only ones that um, can't have emotional authority, but you can be an emotional manifester, an emotional projector, an emotional man gen, or an emotional gen, right? So again, this is a, a dominating authority uh, amongst the population. And like you said, 
half of the people are walking around having emotional highs and lows and the other half are amplifying them and feeling them uh, in a way that's really confusing because again, what we have learned about emotional, somebody who's defined emotionally like yourself and somebody who's undefined emotionally like me, the difference is that your physical body, your natural energetic makeup makes emotions regularly. It does that. Whether you are in tune to them or not, whether you're expressing them or not, it's happening, right? The mechanics of your emotional definition is there and it's perpetually making emotions, whereas mine is not. So when an emotion comes at me from any emotional, my physical mechanical body is taking this and processing it however it can, but it's not used to highs and lows regularly, mechanically and physically. It's just not naturally used to that. And so, and um, I'm designed to take those emotions in and amplify them sometimes, right? And that could be useful maybe if we, if we know what we're doing and we're aware. And it can also be the thing that you know, breaks up relationships and, uh, you know, hurts a, a lot of other um, kind of relationship dynamics can suffer, I feel like, so much from this one part of, of human design that, that can, if, if really could be, uh, you know, spread, if, if more people would really be aware of it, could just, yeah, offer this right off, off, off rip, maybe just this understanding again for people being different and, and how that works in both ways and for both people, if it's used correctly, if we yes. work with the energy correctly. Yes, yes, right. yes, yes. And, you know, we're always going to first recommend understanding your own unique design. And <laughs> I'm here to tell you that I didn't pay attention to my own emotional stuff first. I, and you know, I see why I did that because I, whenever they said I had emotional, I'm like, what the hell if I do? No, I do not. I will not. I shall not do not tell me I do. And so I just let myself kind of like push it aside and like put a little pin in it. And the more deeply I've learned, the more that I am starting to understand where my waves are. And like I said, I had two, but to your point, Monique, you know, whenever people get in relationships, which is why I said, you know, half of us walking around have it, half of the rest of us are being impacted by it. So, you know, collectively the, you know, the entire universe is, is, is having an impact from this where the other six authorities are not that case. I wanted to say the emotional is probably, I really wanted to say the most challenging. I'm going to choose to say the most colorful. <laughs> okay. Um, and so that's why we felt strongly about sharing it. Um, I have um, of my kiddos and their significant other, my son and his girlfriend both have emotional authority, but they have two very different waves. My son's wave is individual and his girlfriend's wave is abstract. And so how they experience those and how they are meant to be nurtured and supported where they are in their wave is completely different. So helping highlight that for them can only improve their relationship because awareness and the knowledge, therefore then the understanding, the compassion is meant to improve 
and help them understand one another so that they're not bumping up against each other. My daughter and her significant other, my daughter's emotional, her significant other is the one of the lucky bastards. He's got sacral, okay? (laughs) (laughs) You lucky people rolling around with that one, which is two very, very different energies too. And so understanding, navigating what he experiences on behalf of when she, where she is in her wave and how they can both support each other individually and then nurture that. And then collectively when they're together, it's important to understand that. And so while we're going to talk more surface level about, you know, the authority in general, it is really quite important to understand the differences in the waves too. So there's layers to this. It's not just like, okay, this is how it is. And, you know, it's going to be amplified if you don't, and, you know, kind of just understand your way when you are. And, you know, for me, I would need to inform people and, you know, and quite honestly, I would offer up, and this is my perspective, regardless of your energy type, if you have emotional authority, start recognizing where you are and first honoring it for yourself and then finding the ways that you want to share it with others. I invited my daughter and she woke up if she was in what we would refer to a low, which is kind of just like not feeling so great, not really sure why, could be melancholy, could be any of those things. To just say to her partner, I'm in a low today or I'm in a low right now. And then nothing more needs to be said. Nothing needs to be explained. Nothing needs to be defended. There is nothing that anyone has to do once the, you know, awareness and then the information has been shared. That's what I offered up. What's your perspective, Monique? Yeah, I mean, you you really covered a lot there with uh, your examples too, with all your kiddos, which is so beautiful to have that to reference um, for you and for us. And I. I'm going to, I'm going to pull off of what you ended on and say that that for me was, has been the biggest lesson is to remind myself constantly that there's a really good chance that whatever emotion I'm picking up on from another person has nothing to do with me. That's for me been a very big takeaway for being an undefined emotional and my job, I, I'm coming to learn is that when I start to feel those emotions coming off of other people, because that's literally what's happening, right? I get to choose, you know, whether I like how it feels or whether I want to stay there and learn from it or whether I want to move and not be near that. You know, I get to choose to let it out at the end of every day. That's something that I've incorporated now into my daily practice I clear out you know and I focus particularly on my solar plexus emotional center because I know that for me that is a big part of where I'm taking and I have one activation in my solar plexus it and um I've always like I said when I started considered myself an emotional person right I did air quotes for everyone that can't see that but uh where really I um I'm now starting to see that I am not not what one would call an emotional person. I'm a reactive emotional person. And that's what happens when you are taking in energy and amplifying it and 
doing that in an unaware, from an unaware place. You know, it's erratic. It can look different ways, different times. I can think of instances in my life where I reacted completely different to the same thing. And it must have been, you know, who I was around and, and what I was taking in in that moment and where I was at and the, the not clearing out thing. And I can tell you uh, with my kid being a non-emotional also, she's an ego projected projector and she's a two five, which has a lot of projection field attached to it. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, so people she's taking, and she has two centers to find, you know, so she's taking in a lot and, and I've always known she's a sensitive kid, but I have incorporated clearing out into her practice daily too. And she likes it. It feels natural and it feels good for her. And when she takes a bath at night, she's like, mom, I'm clearing out. Now I feel like I'm clearing out all the energy for my day. And if you think about a kid's day in school, a non-emotionally defined child's day, a first grader in school, the amount of stuff that this child who's not defined emotionally is taking in, you know, and I mean, not, of course, emotionally defined people are taking in elsewhere in their centers, right? But for the sake of the episode and what we're talking about, you know, that's a lot, that's a lot. And if we're not aware of that, and if we're not intentionally clearing that out on our end, then we're carrying it around with us and then misusing it and throwing it around at the wrong places. And it's not even ours to begin with. You know, we're, we're really here to learn from each other and take what we need and leave what we don't and really understand what is ours and what is the others and where that line stops and ends and, you know, when you can detach and attach and just a lot of it comes really down to awareness and us really paying attention to how we're feeling and around different people in different places and different, you know, we just don't pay attention so much of the time. We're thinking and we're planning and we're, I don't know, doing even, but not paying attention a lot of the time to our bodies. Absorbing. Yeah. Yeah. So the biggest, that's, I mean, you know, I, I can only speak from my end of being an undefined emotional person and seeing and raising a child who's also undefined emotionally and uh, understanding that, you know, we're always going to feel emotions quickly from the people around us and maybe before them sometimes, because I have found, uh, one of my close friends that I spent a lot of time with, who is also defined emotionally. I am now finding that I can feel before he's even, he even knows that he's in a low or feeling, you know, not as high as he was the day before, I'm the one that's like, so do you think that you're going into a low for right now? Or do you think, you know, and it's almost like since you're, again, because you're, you are made this way to perpetually make emotions, your body is used to doing this, whether your conscious is or not, your body is. So it's very normal. You don't even realize maybe that it's happening. the, The defined emotional maybe doesn't even know they're on a low if you're not really paying attention. And then you go out there thinking like you're just as high as yesterday and then interact with someone like me. And I'm like really quick to pick up on like something's up. And then I don't know. So I'm like, what's wrong? What's going on? Then I'm taking it personal. And now all of a sudden we have spiraled into like territory that's just conflicting and not at all what 
is going on even, you know, from the, from the baseline of truth. The truth is that the defined emotional person's on a low and they should go home and create something and use that energy in another way by themselves, maybe, or write or read or dance or do whatever it is that makes you move that energy and have it. And, and, you know, the undefined emotional person is meant to not take it personally because it's, you know, it's not, it's not about you. <laughs> so many nuggets there. So right. for all you beautiful listeners, she gave some really great um, <laughs> tips on the clearing out piece of it. Huge, huge level of importance for a non-emotional. Um, and for those of us that are emotional, really um, allowing ourselves to learn this. I mean, it, this is it. it. Just as you reflected upon your kiddo at school, this is such important information for all of us to have in our tool belt so that we can better understand and openly communicate and love each other because, because we're emotional does not make us bad or wrong. To your point, Monique, it's, it's what our body's used to doing, but I will tell you my conditioning growing up was it was bad and it was wrong and it showed signs of weakness. And it was one of my siblings was almost shamed. And as I'm the youngest and I witnessed that, then I'm like, well, hell, if I want to show any of that, you know, right. I mean, had two very different energies in my older sister's. But I watched, I mean, as the youngest, I observed everything that was happening in the household. And as the people pleaser that I became, I was shutting off all my signals. And so I couldn't have told you when I was in a high or a low. I can tell you my two waves are completely different where my daughter and my partner's waves are different. And my daughter and my partner's waves, um, they have the tribal one and they really want to be snuggled and nurtured. They can even like, you know, be comforted with pets. Okay. That's not me. And so if I'm in my individual wave, um, then I really need to be alone. <laughs> and right. I, kind of to your point, I just, I, I need to pull back and I need to check in. So I, I remember, I would say, if you haven't heard from me for a few days, don't take it personally. And this is before I even knew anything about this, but I was honoring it for myself. If, and so now I can put words to it and doesn't it feel better that we can just put words to things so that there's no other misconstruing of any bullshit. That's not even real anyway. And then if, I, if somebody has <laughs> tapped into my abstract, which is all about expectations, like look out because there is absolutely no truth in the now. And I am not given a pass to how we react, but it is real. And we cannot feel or see the truth in that moment because our expectations have been shattered. Mm. And, and so what we get to do, if we have an abstract wave, is invite ourselves to not have expectations, no desired, like no attachment to outcome. Mm -hmm. And that's important. I, this is what I'm learning. And I witnessed you and I learning this together at the retreat. I saw your wheels turning when we talked about emotional and you were checking in, is this mine? Is this not? And that's what I say to anybody that allows me to give them a reading or share their design that is open. Check in with yourself is what I'm feeling. Is it mine? Is it mine? And then find those ways to release it. I'm a huge fan of meditation, movement, dance it out. Like you said, anything, journal it, 
take a bath cleanse, whatever it is, but honoring for yourself, the learning of, is this mine? is important for the non-emotional, I would think. Yeah. Powerful, powerful stuff. I mean, yeah, I think that, I think that is the learning is, is this mine and, and, or how can I learn from this? If I'm being put around this emotion, maybe it's for a reason. Maybe there's something to be gained here because we're meant to learn in our open undefined centers, right. And experience the things that we can't consistently do on our own. And I love how you talk about your waves now and you just seem more comfortable with them, even in the time that you and I have known each other. And I also found it interesting that you, uh, because you're not the first defined emotional person that countered my, I would define myself as an emotional story with, I would have defined myself as a non-emotional. Most, a lot of the defined emotional people that I've met that are my friends that I've done readings for that I've worked with are more, have been more conditioned like you have, like you were to, you know, not express and not, you know, that it's a sign of weakness or that it's not, you know, not good and that it's bad or, and, and listen, even if you, even if you didn't get that kind of conditioning, you still may have had your emotions been, you know, masking them or doing whatever it is you define emotional people do. I don't know. I'm not going to speak on it. I'm not you, but doing that, showing up in a room and then still noticing that your emotions were affecting the people in the room and then feeling bad about that and then trying to cover it more because that I know I've seen that happen with defined emotional people. And I know as non-emotional, I felt that. And I know that I've even made emotionals feel shitty about it, probably. Because uh, again, if we don't know, this is what we're all doing through our lives, expressing and reacting to things that we do not understand. We are not taught these things as fluidly as we should be, which we're trying, we're here to change that, right? (laughs) Right now. But yeah, so the idea that, you know, this, this whole nother exchange that doesn't even matter is going on instead of what's really going on being understood and accepted and learned from even because now that I know this information, it's a lot easier for me to not take anything personal, like I said, and not, not judge anybody on their emotions uh, or how I'm feeling their emotions, because that's not for me to do either. That's not for any of us to do. Right. And also just kind of, I mean, be here to support the, the, the defined emotional in whatever choice they need to make and whatever time they need to take. That's another one. I think that I've been guilty of putting pressure on maybe defined emotional people unknowingly because I'm splenic and because I'm, I can be pushy. I'm from New York. I don't know. I just, I feel like I have been, I'm sure there's instances in my life that I can, that I can think of almost where I was maybe put pressure on someone to make a decision quickly. And that's not a thing for, for you. Not, not, not a healthy one anyway. And and, I mean, nobody likes to have pressure put on them anyway, but um, certainly that's the the worst thing for a, a defined emotional authority human to do to make any type of decision in that matter you know to feel rushed right i can give you countless 
you know, experiences that I've <laughs> navigated where if I was in a high and I made a decision the next day, I'm like, oh my God, what was I thinking? Right. Because I wasn't in the, in neutrality oh, and, and the same way in a low. And if it's an abstract low, I mean, you know, I'm just every, I'm done with everybody. I'm done with everything. I don't want to, you know, it's like, and there's just no truth in that moment. There just is no truth. And so just honoring that, that, that um, desire to say, you know, let me get back to you. I'll make this decision tomorrow for myself. I, I know, I know when I, I have allowed myself to start to navigate when I'm in neutrality with making decisions. And for me, it's first thing in the morning, but I do not have a defined sacral. So I noticed with some of the people that I've worked with that have a defined sacral, they get to, they wake up and they're fired. They're supercharged, right? They've refueled. And so for them, it may be at the end of their day, if they're emotional to be making decisions once they've got, and you know, or have emptied out their tank. So there's no right way. There's no wrong way. There just gets to be the way to do that. And you're right, Monique. I mean, you're witnessing me learning more and more about mine and releasing the judgment that I probably had imparted on myself in additionally, you know, externally imparted on me. And it's not that there's anything wrong with me or anything bad. And I'm not hanging my hat on it going, well, I'm emotional. So you just put up with it. That's not the intention here. It's the understanding and the ability to communicate about it so that we can openly. And I love I never thought about it, about how you can be so desperately impacted. And so if we can just openly communicate, then we avoid all of that. Like, what have I done wrong? I mean, I've listened to that with people that are non-emotional. And oh, by the way, another question I get a lot for people that have an undefined solar plexus is, do I have my own emotions? I mean, and you can speak to this but hell yes, you do. You just don't have the highs and lows like we do. And I know for me with my individual wave, when I'm in a high, I want to be around people. Like I like that. I crave that. And when I'm in a low, it's a no go. And when I can communicate that to someone, especially someone that's non-emotional, hopefully that that would open up the, you didn't do anything wrong. There's nothing that you need to do. There is nothing wrong you know, I'll be there whenever I'm back in neutrality. And I think that's just important for us all to learn and navigate with one another. It's not a death sentence and it's not a, you know, um, uh, excuse to be a certain way by any stretch. It just gets to be part of who we are. And because I'm learning it more and accepting it more, although I'll tell you, you know this, but when we were at the retreat, I'm like, I don't want this shitty wave. Okay. I don't want these shitty waves. And I would like to exchange them for something. Else. <laughs> and I really sat with that. You know, I really sat with that more because now that I better understand, then I can make better decisions. And by the way, our authority equals how we make decisions. And so I just wasn't honoring it. And, you know, for all of you that are listening, when I, you know, touched on that, I stepped my emotions down. I mean, I really did. I did not want to feel them. And I think we bump around in this world, trying to numb ourselves from things that we're feeling instead of letting ourselves feel them and openly communicating them. There's nothing wrong with us. There's nothing that has to be solved in the moment. There gets to be understanding and compassion. That's how we get to love one another. And so now when I am experiencing something, instead of going to food or booze or anything else that I've used to not feel the things I was feeling, I have tools. 
I have yeah. words to put to what I'm going through. And now I have a community of people that we're trying to expand that we can openly talk about this and there's no judgment. Yeah. And then we all just, it, you know, we get to be a community where we understand one another. And I love that. Yeah. So many things that you said I wanted to say something back to because you said that's so great. Um, I'm going to go all the way back to something you, you touched on. And I think we should talk about this for a second. And it's, so you said, right, of course, we all have our own emotions, right? We're saying non-emotionals have our own emotions. Emotionals have their own emotions. Everybody's got their own emotions. We're all humans. We all experience things in life that make us feel things, heavy things like death, beautiful things like birth, right? All these, you know, highs and lows that we get to go through on this life experience, create emotions for us. I mean, for sure, you know, um, I have a cancer moon. I have plenty of emotions. I promise you all out there. Um, and I, I want to point out something here though, because this is something that came up, uh, with, with the friend of mine that I was talking about recently when I've kind of was feeling like he was on an emotional low and we kind of started talking openly about it because that, like you said, we have now formed community and people that we can use these words and tools and talk about grownups and use these, these things to understand and learn from. And while, I, you know, what it came to is him saying, yeah, I think you're right. I think I am on an emotional low. And whether you're emotionally defined or emotionally undefined, you have your own emotions. The difference with this definition, and please correct me if I'm wrong, Amy, but what how I'm learning about it and how I'm starting to understand it is that the highs and lows that come from a defined emotional person can show up without a reason from life things going on. They, it's not because of a death in your life or something less tragic than that. I don't know why I'm going so tragic with the, with the tragedies here, but you know what I'm saying? It doesn't come from a place of this happened to me. Now I'm having an emotion about it. It's more like you wake up in the morning and you're like kind of feeling, eh. and the friend that I'm referencing when he woke up this day, we were talking about this, it was just the other day, he was saying how he was tired. He's been working a lot. That was something that came up, but also he said he was stressed about money. And then he was like, I'm working so much and I don't, I'm, I, I don't know why I don't have more money was a thing. And I think that's why I'm kind of in a shitty mood. You know, I'm annoyed or whatever. And I can understand that. That's a reason that we can all understand, right? Sure, everybody can relate to that. And I invited him to be like, okay, uh, but are you really stressed about the money? Because he had just started a new job and it's a little bit of a transition period right now. And his follow-up before I even prompted with the question, he said himself, I know that next week I'm going to get a really fat check because he's training and all these other things. And so I said, are you really stressed about the money thing? Or, or do you think maybe you're just tired and you woke up today in an emotional, more in your low, and the combination of those two things made your logical mind want to find a reason why you're upset because our brains love reasons, don't they? The mind loves to come up with reasons, right? Why things are happening. Whereas maybe just, maybe just you're a little overworked and tired and you 
are more in a low than you were yesterday. And that's just how you woke up today. And the more we talked about it, he was like, I think you're right. Cause I'm not really worried about the money. I know it's coming next week and I'm just tired, really tired. Cause he's been working a lot, but you know, and that's, that was it. And, and, and so when we got to that part of it, it became more, he, it looked like he felt better somehow. It was like a release almost. And, and so this freeing of like not having to have a reason almost seemed like a freedom type thing to me and for him. And, you know, again, I'm undefined emotional, but this is what I'm witnessing and I'm a projector. So I do see things. And I just thought it was really beautiful, you know, to, to, to see that and to, and to call it that so that we're not out here coming up with reasons. And, and one of the waves is like that. And I think it might be a tribal wave that you kind of look for reasons in your own life to pick fights. If you're on a low, that's kind of like one of the not selfs of it so that you can, you know, have a reason to lash out. Well, this person's being this when really you're just maybe on a low and that's, that's all it is. Right. Yes. That's my daughter's right there. You nailed it big time and beautiful example of someone wanting, needing, desiring to have to feel like they have to, um, find the reason and articulate it and then defend it, which is all so damn exhausting. The emotional wave alone is exhausting. We don't need to do all this other noise along with it. I will say the only one to my understanding, Monique, but you know, everybody, this is an experiment. Everybody gets to learn this and navigate it. There's no right or wrong, but I will tell you having the abstract one (laughs) definitely can be triggered by external events. However, there is no blame that gets to happen because if I have imparted a certain expectation based on what I want to happen with someone else, or they've said something and therefore I took it as an expectation and that gets crashed, the abstract wave goes in the tank. Okay. So that's the only one, but by and large, emotional waves are not triggered by external events. And so for your friend, it's okay. He wakes up, he's in a low, just name it. That's what I'm inviting us to do. Just name it for ourselves. And then for others, and then nothing else has to be done. It can be just like the sky is blue. You're like, oh, right. it's not great today. Cool. You know, or whatever, like just find ways to communicate it to one another so that it's not a thing. It, right. We don't have to make a big thing about it. And that's to our point. Now that we have more and more people in our world that understand this terminology and we're all still learning and growing and experimenting together it's taken the, like the big, you know, mean, whatever spotlight off of us. What's wrong with you? Bullshit. That's not real. There's nothing wrong. We just are experiencing something. We're not sure what the heck it is either. You beautiful, undefined, unemotional. are like, Whoa, (laughs) you know, I, I can only imagine it. Like of my little family unit of six, five of us are emotional. So my daughter's boyfriend, you know, I've said to him, I'm like, we're a lot. God bless him. Like, empty this out. None of this is yours, you know? And I just keep telling them, like, I know we're a lot. 
and, and he's the only one that has an undefined throat, bless his heart. Like what the, like, why I, can you just fathom what it's oh like to be God. around all of us? I love um, that. I just makes he, me love him that much more. You know, he's up for the challenge. Damn. <laughs> he's going to learn a lot. I mean, this. can't we just laugh at it sometimes too? It doesn't have to be hard. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. have to be, you know, something that's going to, we're going to poke at it. And for the tribal one you're talking about, just noticing, oh, I'm feeling an urge to just, <clears throat> what do I need in this moment? What do I need? Yes. And, you know? and talking about what you need. Yeah. Yes. Communicating yes, your needs is a big one for tribal waves. Yeah. That tribal one, if their needs aren't being met with a partner, like, or something mm -hmm. like that, and they're not, it's like, they have to be constantly communicating that. And do you see how this, just this, these little nuggets that we're dropping here, there's somebody hopefully that's listening going, oh my God, that's what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to talk about a sensitive topic briefly here real quick, because I do not have a position one way or another, but it does have me wondering all these beautiful souls out there that are medicating themselves in some way because they think they're quote unquote moody. What if, what if you're not, what if you're just human in this? I situation? think about this. I think about this so much. Yeah. I think that's about something. like ADHD for manifesting generators. No, just quit making them sit in the fucking chair all day. <laughs> you know, like the programming and conditioning that happens yeah. is heart wrenching. And that's why we're trying to share this so that we can create the awareness to the collective so that we can change how we all experience every day. That's, that's what we're trying to do because we're doing it for ourselves. Right. And, and it's, and it's just such a beautiful thing when it, when it is brought to awareness, because we get to work harmonically as we're meant to, uh, you know, emotions are beautiful. I love emotions as a non-emotional. I mean, granted, I don't have to deal with the wave like you do personally, but I love emotions. And because without, you know, without the bad ones, you don't have good ones and, and all of that. I've always loved the duality of that and how life is, you know, not one way or the other. It's both. It's always both. And it needs, you got to get up to get down. You got to get high to get low, all that, all that. It doesn't work. One doesn't work without the other. We can't exist without the other. And so this idea of working harmonically together and really I mean, just the level of understanding, and this is why half the population is emotional authority, I think. This is why it had to be done this way, because this is how we would learn the most. How else would we evolve societally as a species, as humans, into these versions of ourselves that understand emotional depth in a, in a deep way, you know, in an evolved way? And that's what we're going towards. That's what we're on the path towards. And that's why we need half the population to have this definition and to understand it better and start loving it in themselves. And so that, you know, we could all benefit from it in every way that we're meant to, instead of be confused by it or, or stunted by it or medicated for it, like you said, because that's, Something that, again, you know, we don't we don't have the background to speak on that, but that's definitely something that we have talked about and thought about a lot. And um, yeah, I, I have to wonder that. And and, and also non-emotionals, maybe, because like I said, I mean, looking back at my life choices and the erratic way that I made decisions in some of these instances that were I'm sure of it now that I was absorbing and amplifying an emotion of another and acting on it 
And I mean, I'm talking big choices here, which, you know, we'll get into as y'all get to know us better. But I, I have to wonder, you know, how many people are also not emotional and behaving erratic as hell and thinking there's something deeply wrong with them. Yeah. Because, you know, I know I felt a little crazy. I felt a lot crazy sometimes. <laughs> and I don't feel like that often anymore. And it's in large part because of this information specifically. So it's just that important. Yes. What a beautiful example of why we are sharing this. And hopefully in our time, you know, in this um, episode, we've given some nuggets about, you know, what you might be experiencing that you can start to put language to, and then start to go down your own path of learning. And if, you know, we can be a conduit for that, that's exactly what we want to be. And there's nothing wrong with any of us. And we're all beautifully designed exactly as we're meant to. And I love the contrast and I honor it and I'm learning my waves and I love being around others that can reflect back to me what I might be experiencing too, not in a harsh way, but just helping me realize what I may not in the moment see for myself, you beautiful penetrating aura that you have Monique and happen to be also, you know, undefined in the emotional solar plexus helps me see things that sometimes I can't see for myself. And what a gift, what a gift mm -hmm. that we get to bring that together and let it be something that we can all learn from versus something we can shame or feel hurt by because we're just not here for that anymore. So that's, that was our intention to call so much energy toward this and not discounting any of the other beautiful authorities. This just happens to be the majority and there's, um, it's very colorful. That's the way I'm going to choose to describe it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I've so learned layer. Yeah, it very, very layered. Yes. And um, so that's why I feel like we just felt like it was important to share it today. And we would love feedback yeah. and we would love, you know, if there are questions where that's what we're here, you know, to support as we are learning it for ourselves as well. Totally. And I was just going to add, you know, if, if you're listening and you know human design, or if you're just learning human design, or even if you know a lot of human design things and this still sounds confusing to you, that's okay because I am still learning about this. Amy is still learning about this. We, um, it is a very layered authority. There's a lot of like um, different types of emotional waves. There's a lot of people with us. So there's a lot to talk about here. And yeah, we're not disregarding the other authorities, but you know, there are uh, a lot of complexities when it comes to emotional authority versus let's just say splenic like mine, you know, not that it's, um, you know, oh, so much easier. I mean, there's, it has its challenges differently, but it's not, you know, we're not talking about four different types of waves when we're talking about the spleen, right? <laughs> what we're talking about here is, you know, different. We'll do that episode another time, but you know, there are a lot of layers here and that's why we did feel it pertinent to start with this. And again, because of the massive amount of people that are walking around with this authority and may be, feel like there's something wrong with them. And, you know, for the other half that maybe feels that way too, for anybody that feels that way, but we feel both felt very passionate about it. And so we hope that, yeah, there was something offered here for for emotionals and non-emotionals and welcome any more discussions to come anything you think we missed or you want to talk about more let us know we're super open to that
Absolutely. And we love having this platform to be able to share it because that is our intention is to improve the, you know, 3D experience for everyone so we can love our lives, full spirit, all the things. Yes. And on that note, I think we'll uh, wrap up for today. What do you think? I think it's perfect. Okay, good. We'll talk again soon, friends. Yes. Thank you. Until, Until then. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We hope you found it inspiring and digestible. If you like what you heard, it would mean a lot to us if you'd take a moment to follow us so you'll be notified when new episodes are released. And if you're feeling really generous, please share and review our podcast as long as it's a five-star review. Otherwise, never mind. Maybe just keep that to yourself. And lastly, if you're new to human design or just curious to learn more about your own, Amy and I both have offerings for that. We also have an extensive human design community that we belong to. So if we don't feel like the right fit, we can certainly guide you to someone who is.